How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. New edition of Stoppage Time live, getting ready for the Red Bulls coming to town on Saturday. They come in after a 1-1 loss in Charlotte. And as we know by now, Atlanta United comes in after a 6-1 loss to Columbus. Worst loss in club history. Uh, I was at training yesterday. We'll talk about some of the things I saw there. I think a, a definite bump in intensity in the session yesterday. Bodies were flying at various points, which was good to see. So uh, lots of stuff to get into. International duty is now done. Guys are either back in Atlanta, like Miles Robinson, who played on Monday night in Orlando, or in transit. There were a number of players who were involved in games yesterday. So we'll try to get you caught up on all of that as we know and get you ready for the Red Bulls. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good now that we've seen how much people were used this week. I, I think we can make some educated guesses now on availability for Saturday. And um, Miles, I think, would be maybe a little more of a question mark. I think Yakimakis only played 15 minutes the other day. I would assume he should be at least 60 minutes fit for Saturday because of that. Uh, Luis Abram didn't play a whole lot this week. Uh, the, the match that Peru played, I think it was yesterday. Um, so I would assume he's probably at least 60 minutes fit. Um, Almada, you know, it wasn't even on the team yesterday in the Curacao match. And I don't think that's for any other reason than just, they wanted to get some other guys there's, in there. There's I, zero reports in Argentina about any issue. I know yeah. we always jump to conclusions, but there were no reports. You gotta remember they took 26 guys to the world cup. 
Right. And and right. that's factoring in losing a few players like Lachelso and others who were not part of that World Cup squad, but were part of the group and were part of these games. So you're you're talking twenty-eight to thirty guys, you yeah. know, and two games, and you're trying to get everybody some minutes, and this is what it is, you know. It's fine. It, it, I don't think it's anything to be worried about and it's honestly a good thing for atlanta united no. the, the bad thing in in this regard though is just the actual travel routes from buenos aires to atlanta there's not many of them so no, right. getting right. getting him back i would assume he would be back in town tomorrow morning unless he didn't stay in buenos aires last night which i would expect that he did there were events going on uh celebrating this team even after the game last night so i would assume that he's traveling today and he'll be back uh i think that flight typically lands around four or five in the morning yeah i think that's true so maybe a kind of a regen ish day tomorrow yeah. for him I, I think again realistically 60 to 75 minutes at least fit yeah, for almada for sure so he's barring something we don't know about he should be good to go and that's huge um Etienne and Hernandez, that this I think becomes a little more important because Gutman, I'm assuming, is out. I know the club really hasn't formally announced it, but we've seen the reporting. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much Hernandez played for Venezuela. I did see that Etienne played, I think, 45 minutes for Haiti yesterday. Played 45 uh, yesterday, played midway through the second half in the first game but yeah. 45 yesterday for Etienne. So, you know, Gonzalo Pineda's options could be start Ronald Hernandez at left back, keep Caleb Wiley in where he is or where he has been starting. Um, maybe push Caleb Wiley back, start Etienne or some combination of the two or something totally different, maybe involving Tyler Wolf again. I don't know, but it, it will help if Hernandez and Etienne are at least 60 minutes fit going into this match on Saturday because you do have that that question now that you need to answer about um, you know what to do with your left back with Andrew Gutman being out. But for the most part, sounds like the international window went uh, totally fine from a injury standpoint. Nobody was overtaxed. No one was overused. Now you can go into this Red Bull match and, and have a pretty specific plan of how you're going to deploy your personnel in a match where, as you said, I, I think both teams are going to be looking for bounce backs. I mean, Red Bull's got a draw at Charlotte, road draw, not bad. Probably they feel okay about that. Maybe they don't. Uh, Atlanta United certainly does not feel okay about what they had this past Saturday in Columbus, and I'd just like to see them bounce back. It's not at an urgent point of the season by any stretch, but the vibes were good, and then they got very, very bad, and I want the vibes to be good again because you're going into a very difficult couple weeks with travel coming up, You know, having to go to Yankee Stadium next week and then go up to Toronto, which has been a very, very difficult place to play and win over the last couple years. And then later in the month of April, you're going to go to Nashville. That's going to be very, very tough. So home matches this month are important, I think, just in the overall scheme of, of how things feel as we approach the end of the first quarter of the season. And I would like to see a very positive response this Saturday night. Yeah, one thing, because I just I know how these things will go um, or could go. I would not say that the vibes are bad at all. I, I would I would definitely not say that. The performance in the second half was bad. 
period. The performance, the vibes, I mean, you lose, nobody's happy on, on a trip back. The vibes yesterday were not bad by any stretch whatsoever. And that needs to be clarified because, again, sadly, I know how people will will take things. And a loss doesn't equal bad vibes. And you know, I talked about this on Atlanta Soccer tonight. Like, I'll have a better sense of processing Columbus after we see how they start against the Red Bulls. But I have a much better feeling about it after seeing training yesterday. And the Tuesday training sessions are open fully. Um, this was a, a training session that had a couple of dual purposes. It, it was about creating some urgency and intensity in the session. The activities were were based around that. It was also not a heavy tactical session because it can't be, because you don't have seven guys that could play a role in the game on the weekend, at eight when you include that Gutman was out. So you have to deal with a couple things this week that are complicated. In terms of bouncing back with intensity and with focus and with dealing with pressure and all those sorts of things, I thought that was really good yesterday. A um, couple updates on, on minutes played during the break, just to catch up. Luis Abram played 90 against Germany, but he did not play yesterday against Morocco. So played late last week, but didn't play on Tuesday. And Ronald Hernandez did not play for Venezuela in either game. He was on the bench in game one did not suit up for game two. So Ronald Hernandez, I think, becomes a, a very important factor here when you talk about replacing Andrew Gutman. Because if there's anything we saw out of the Columbus game that is a takeaway, and you have to be careful about having a bad 45 minutes where you had limited options in terms of tactics because of availability, and you lost a player who was giving you a lot of tactical flexibility in Andrew Gutman playing against two up top for Columbus. And you didn't have an answer for that. Caleb Wiley wasn't that answer to be a, you know, fullback slash center back. He's a, a winger slash fullback right now in, in what he's been doing this year. So asking him to tuck in and be a third center back, he's never really done that. Aiden McFadden's never done that. And he's typically a right-sided player who's really easing into playing on the left this season did in preseason, did with Atlanta United too on the weekend. Ronald Hernandez is a international caliber fullback, and, and I think a, a starting level fullback in this league. I think in the right situation, he would be starting in this league. He's behind a player who is one of the best right backs in the league in Brooks Lennon. Does Ronald or Brooks move over to the left to get Caleb Wiley in a more comfortable spot up higher in the field? Or like you had mentioned, does Wiley play as a left back and purely a left back, not against two up top, although the Red Bulls can do that. They have gotten away from it as the year's gone on. They're playing more of a 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1 right now in their last three games. But do you want to keep Wiley high up the field, play one of your fullbacks on the opposite side, or do you want to play Wiley as a left back and start Etienne? That's really what it comes down to around Gutman, but in terms of vibe, energy, fight, all those things, it looked good yesterday. It really did. Um, and Caleb Wiley was one of them. There's one sequence that, that I got on video where I think he knocks three guys over in about a 30, 40 second period, which is good to see. Um, that physicality is going to be needed against a Red Bull team that mm -hmm. will put you under pressure from the opening minute until the last minute. So it, it just kind of closing the loop on the the left back discussion what would you do i would move either hernandez or lennon over there okay and, and, and i would keep wiley, wiley up high and have etienne come off the bench 
Okay. Um, yeah, without I, seeing Etienne with Haiti. Now, if if I had those game tapes in front of me and I look at it and I'm like, whoa, he is lighting it up right now, then maybe it's a different conversation. Maybe I'm a little tempted to play Wiley as a left back. But I'm more leaning from a defensive standpoint and a solidity standpoint, especially against a pressing team. Even though it's going to put them on the opposite side, Brooks Lennon is fine with his left foot. Ronald Hernandez is fine with his left foot. Whichever one makes the better fit for you, I think that works. You're just not going to be able to have that hedge like you did start in Columbus if Red Bulls do start two up top, which again, they have not since the second game of the season. They played 4-2-2-2 in preseason a lot, and they played it in the first two games. They have pushed an extra midfielder in in the last three. Daniel Edelman didn't start the first two. He came in. Christian Caceres has played a a very important role for them further up the field, not as a forward, but as a more attack-minded central midfielder who can also drop. I don't think they play 4-2-2-2. I don't think you're going to have the ability to really have that hedge. And I think it's either Hernandez or Lennon moving over to the left. I'd probably go Hernandez to the left. And then, you know, you'll have, I guess, a couple added options in the midfield, but assuming again that Almada is back. But I would assume Josetu is probably going to be yeah. at least 60 minutes fit at That's least. That's the one, I think. Yeah. And then you obviously have Seda Jabara Sosa. So you, you can do some um, some tweaking in the midfield as well, if you would like. Yeah. Josetu uh, was a full participant yesterday in training, didn't have any moments that I saw where he had to come off the field <laughs> for anything, uh, looked sharp. They did some so in in the session, it was again a lot of of focus on intensity and, and putting yourself in situations where you're going to be under pressure. So small sided, tight spaces, but lots of bodies in that space. It was an eleven v twelve drill to finish it up in a very small space. So I mean, it's it's collisions. It's it's to get that intensity going. And then after that, they broke into some smaller groups for more indiv- individualized work. And that was fascinating for me to see. Um, Rob Valentino, for example, was working with the attacking players in terms of dealing with a, a defender on your back, kind of giving you the, the forearm in the back and keeping your balance and receiving a ball and then receiving it and turning and getting to a shot. Um, midfielders and Hosechi was part of it. And he looked just, I mean, as smooth as you can be in terms of first footwork and, and sliding to, to keep the shape when a, a team is bouncing it from left to right. It's just it's just a simple footwork drill. But then kind of a similar thing where you're receiving one touch to turn and then playing, playing a long ball um, to a target. And Hosetsu just silky smooth. So I, I think he's in a good spot. And my guess is he's back in the starting lineup this week. And I think that's good news as well. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Um, just uh, maybe take a couple questions here on the Twitch yeah, pitch. As sure. We um, kind of ping all around here. Uh, there have been some reports, and I guess you were at training yesterday, so maybe you can confirm. Did you see much of Ozzy Alonso yesterday? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was there. He wasn't involved in the session. Okay, uh, I guess. He was there, off to the there, side. Who started there that There may report? have been a report today that he was involved in, in a little bit more than... I did not see him. that. I mean, more than usual is, is a, a broad statement when you're seeing one session and then 30 minutes of another one per week. Uh, all I've seen from Ozzy so far has been fitness-based work off to the side of the group. Um, he was in the background of uh, one of the activities, I believe, with a ball, but it's still it's individual. Okay. He wasn't okay. in in a session. So, yeah, well, it, he's not I, ready I think, yet. I think absence of absence. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Question. We're not getting into the, the absinthe, are we? Not yet. Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but absinthe wants to know if you get Alonzo back another week or two or three, how much would that potentially help? It's it's more in the three to maybe more is one is one thing to keep in mind. Uh, I mean, he's going to be competing for time uh, again. I think before you had the Hosechu injury and honestly, before you lost Almada, your midfield wasn't a concern and it can't become a concern all of a sudden again when it wasn't a problem in the first four games, even if there were narratives trying to make it a problem. I just I, I don't know why this keeps coming up. Um, you have a ton of depth in that midfield and you have a ton of competition. You got guys who do different things. Santiago Sosa played as an eight who we know he's naturally going to sit a little bit deeper because that's his game, but he was not playing in a double pivot. That was clarified once again yesterday uh, before the session when Gonzalo Pineda was speaking to the media about what the session would be and kind of the, the session plan for the day. And it's a, it's a great part of the Tuesday session where he'll explain each activity, what the progression is, why they're doing it. It's, it's great. He was asked about, was it a double pivot in Columbus? And the answer is no, because the answer has always been no. It's not a double pivot. That's not what Gonzalo wants to play. But Sosa is a more defensively minded eight than Hosechu. Alonzo would be also a more defensively minded eight, but he's played more of that mix going forward more in his career. I think he's going to be more comfortable in some of those spots, but he's going to be 12 months off of playing. So it's going to take him some time, not just to be physically available, but to be sharp. And Hosechu has been very, very good as an eight. Um, Sadich has been very good as an eight. Sadich was further up the field in Columbus. It's a different role again, because he's playing where Almada typically would play. And he's not as suited to that. It didn't work as well. Um, imagine that you, you're missing one of the best players in the league and it's not working as well. Amar Sadich is a very nice eight. I think Hosechu's the starter at the eight. I think Ibarra is absolutely the starter at the six 
Um, he was really the only bright spot in Columbus for me, like bright, bright spot. Um, he tried to lead by example. He fought. He was trying to inspire. And I love that about his game. And the physicality that he brings is important. So I don't think you can take Almada and Ibarra out of the team when they're healthy. That leaves one spot in the midfield, which is a mix eight box to box. We can go through all the different terminology ways of, of calling it. And it's Hosechu's spot, in my opinion. And Sadich is fighting for it in terms of being a similar kind of player to Hosechu. Alonzo and Sosa give you something different from a defensive standpoint. And Fortune gives you something different from more of an attack-minded standpoint. So that's a lot of bodies for really right now one spot. So how would you then address it's Coco and Emilio who are both concerned that there really is no true backup central attacking midfielder to Almada right now? Can you name me a team in the league that has a true backup for their best player? Yeah, not many. I mean, let's just be real. Um, yeah, it's difficult, but that wasn't the biggest <laughs> issue to me in Columbus, honestly. Um, the biggest issue to me in that Columbus game, beyond the thing you couldn't control with Gutman being hurt, was the lack of response after the second goal and and the second goal you can't give up early in the second half i mean halftime you've lost gutman but the first half outside of a deflected cross that that morris pounces on it's an even game columbus had five shots atlanta didn't have any but it wasn't like columbus was playing you off the park it felt very even once they scored the second the game was on its edge and Columbus kicked you off the edge really fast with the third. And that's what can't happen. And then the goals after that can't happen. None of that really revolves around missing Almada to me. It just, it, it doesn't. Um, of course you want your best player. I mean, that's, that's kind of a duh, but you're not going to have a like for like replacement. You're not going to have a very easy replacement. But if you miss Almada and it's not international duty and you have everybody else, you have far more solutions to that problem than you did in this case, yeah. because it wasn't just Almada. You know, you could have moved. OK, you want to you want to get crazy with it. You can move Adarujo inside and play him as a 10 slash second forward. You didn't have Hernandez to give you extra depth on the wing. You didn't have Etienne who could have moved over to the right side. You could play Etienne as a second forward. He's going to be far more of that than a 10. You didn't have him. Um a Johnny Fortune, maybe further down the line, gives you more of an attacking presence in that role than Sadich would. Definitely more athleticism, more um, just, I think, just more good instincts in the attacking third. I think Fortune is just naturally wired that way. He's not quite ready yet. You know, in another month, he'll be more ready. So, I mean, that's the reality. It's a cap league. You can't just have the heir apparent sitting on your bench who is getting paid a ton of money to do that, to be a backup. You don't have that luxury in major league soccer and you never will. We had this conversation about Joseph. We had this conversation about, ah, you got to have a, a top starter as a backup for Joseph. You can't, you physically can't on the roster. You just can't make it fit because then you've got to sacrifice in another starting position for a backup. And in a cap league, you got to, you got to prioritize. You just can't prioritize on a backup. I also think too, the uh, inability of Hosatu to be uh, to play ninety minutes on Saturday yeah. 
presented right. an additional problem You're right. in in solving that Almada question. The midfield if functions have, better if he's he's supporting Sadich in that. Yes, role. yes. But I, I I think you you're more dynamic going forward out yeah. of the midfield with Sadich who's that too. In fact, I think maybe we saw a slight glimmer of that at the end of the match, though. Um, legs were getting very very heavy at the end of the match too. But it it was it was a convergence of a lot of different issues and. You know, I know some of you are going to say, well, Columbus had guys out too. Yeah, that, that is absolutely true. They did. Absolutely true. Everyone around the league had guys out this weekend. It's absolutely true. The The problem is, as I think Jason has outlined pretty correctly, Atlanta United had so many players out in so many key spots that it did truly limit the ability to problem solve, especially when you got behind. And I, I just want to address and when you lost Gutman too, especially huge. because you just you yeah. didn't have you didn't have another center back. You you had no choice at that point because and this is a huge factor in, in, in this game. Columbus had the least likely setup of their possibilities. Christian Ramirez hadn't played. He played 45 minutes for their second team in a preseason friendly the week before. Wilfred Nancy said he could probably play 45, maybe up to 60 in this game. Didn't know if he would start. He did, which meant they started two up top, which then allowed Matan to be in a very free role, and it was Matan's movement that gave Atlanta the biggest problems for Columbus. Also just dealing with two forwards. You had two center backs. You didn't have another center back on the bench. You had Nick Firmino, who was a converted attacking midfielder to really a, a, an eight right now with Atlanta United 2, who was your emergency there. You could have played Santiago Sosa there too, but you didn't have another center back. So you lose Gutman, and you're in that spot in the game where you're 1-0 down. You don't know how long Ramirez is going to go, and you really do not have another option to play three center backs to play a line of five. It's not there for you. When you could have said to start the second half, say Andrew Gutman's available. Second half, all right, we know that Christian Ramirez doesn't isn't playing 45. They don't have another forward to come on that's going to be like that. Gutman, tuck in. We're going to play a line of five early in the second half. We're going to ride this out. We're going to get him off the field, Ramirez. And then we can open up more when they only have one up top. You didn't have that possibility, and you had to really gamble on Wiley playing left back for the first time this season, and he struggled a little bit. Yeah, and, and I look, I, I know there was a tweet after the match that stated that this proves that Atlanta United is not back, and I just <laughs> I, I take exception to that. I, I think oh, that the tweet that is really, really over amplifying 45 minutes of soccer when did uh, 45 minutes become more valuable than 360 well again i mean these are these the are narratives that occur but but look i mean again at the same time i think atlanta united now has a chance to prove that um you know that that this was an outlier performance and not the start of a trend or anything like that it starts on saturday and it really continues with some difficult tests coming up. I look at the next three matches. I think it's going to be very, very challenging to earn more than five points out of these next three matches. If you do, I'd be ecstatic if you get five points out of these next three. That's uh, home Red Bulls, road New York City, road Toronto. And I say that only because 
Yankee Stadium, you have to feel like anything more than a point out of there is a bonus. Toronto, they're a wild card to me. And I think you can beat Red Bulls, but keep in mind, again, you've only beaten Red Bulls once ever. Uh, and you're coming up on, I think, 15 or 16 all-time meetings against Red Bulls now, and you've only beaten them once ever. So if you get five points out of the next three, I think you've done well. Um, is that enough to quiet any doubt about uh, what's come up over the last week? I don't know. I think that's up to our viewers and up to you who are watching. People have dug in and want to believe whatever side they have decided on, and they really don't want to change from that. And that's just that's just a fact. I'm sorry. It, it's very frustrating when we talk about this team every day and we talk about how things are evolving or developing or what's different and doesn't matter to some. And it's just, you know, look, that's the nature, I guess, of fandom these days because it's really easy to create your echo chamber and, and live in the echo chamber. Where I kind of stand with this team, and it's the same thing I said Monday night, I want to see how they respond early. And I'm not getting hung up on results right now. I need a better performance on Saturday for sure. That has to happen. I, I'm going to feel better about a good performance where you lose on an unlucky goal than a bad performance where you win on a lucky goal. I'm going to feel better about the performance side of it if they look the way that they looked in the first four games as opposed to the last game. And I mean, it's just, it's more data points from four versus one. But that, again, if you want, you can. Go back to your echo chamber and, and feel the way you want to feel. That's completely fine. Get everybody back with the exception of Gootman. There is a question about what the lineup looks like, and it's a really valid question because you could go a few different directions, and I don't exactly know what the best one will be. We'll see if Gonzalo Pineda gives any hints to that tomorrow. He'll speak to the media. That video will be available at, at Atlanta United's YouTube page probably later in the afternoon. Um the Red Bulls are one of the best defensive teams ever in MLS this season, ever. They've only allowed seven shots on target. They've only scored four goals. Um, they haven't looked very good on the attacking end. Christian Caceres has really been their best chance creator out of their group. But this is a team that is, you know exactly what you're going to get. Now, the thing that we saw last year against the Red Bulls at Mercedes-Benz and the thing that I think – and I'm, I'm still kind of researching it to, to get a little bit better feel of this year's Red Bull team, but I'm leaning in this direction. On the road, they're not quite as wide open with their press. On the road, they're a little more conservative with their press. They're never going to be a low block team. Don't, don't get me mistaken on that. But they're not going to be as daring on the road with their pressing. So... That creates some opportunities for Atlanta. Now, look, that might change if they see Caleb Wiley in the back. And they'll remember, Caleb Wiley had a tough night at Red Bull Arena last year, uh, late in the game. Made a big mistake, had a factor in, in that game. They might try to put him under more pressure if he's playing in the back. If it's Ronald Hernandez or Brooks Lennon on the opposite side, they might try to press there a little bit more than they would if everybody is fully fit. So, there's a, there's a lot of chess matches in this game. There's a lot of interesting moves that can be made on either side. But for me, it's just it's down to the level of performance has to be closer to what we saw in the first four games versus the last game. That's the most important thing as you build for an interesting run in the season with more games on the road than you had in the, the first five. And 
also, you just want to figure out how you solve that left back issue now without Andrew Gutman. And is it Wiley and Etienne coming in, Wiley dropping? Is it something else? I could be persuaded to go either way right now. So we'll just have to wait and see till that lineup comes out. But I'll have a better sense of everything after the first 15, 20 minutes in this game. I have a unrelated to MLS question for you as we wrap things up. Okay. What were your impressions of the twos on Sunday night? Uh, not a good start, but when you actually dig into Alan Carlton, Luke Brennan, Nick Firmino uh, landing back in Atlanta, what, about 1 a.m. Uh, and getting home, um, Carlton and, and Brennan didn't finish the 90. Firmino did, and he was amazing because he got stronger and better as the night went on. He had a penalty late. The fight back was good. Um, there were some nice moments in it. Johnny Vial was a, a fun player to watch. Uh, I, I think it's just chemistry. And and look, the last week you didn't have in twos training, you didn't have those three guys. You didn't have David Mejia. You didn't have Kofi Tuomasi. Uh, at least those five, probably more, definitely more. Um, Centeno was involved in first team training probably upwards of seven or eight players that were because of the seven players away on international duty that were part of the first team training to be able to give you the, the bodies to do these activities. So you didn't have them training together as a unit, which I thought showed a little bit early on for the twos. And, and that's the hardest thing about a second team is chemistry. So give it a little bit of time, but the response was really good. The fight back was good. I think they, they kind of adjusted to where the game was that New England was playing. A very physical team, a little bit older team, a ton of size with that New England team. But good response. They, they found a way to get back into the game and have opportunities to force it to the uh, MLS Next Pro shootout because they have those after, after draws and regulation. It's a penalty shootout. But you didn't quite get there. This week will be interesting against a team that I think will be a little more similar in terms of ages than as the red bulls because they're going to play a lot of young guys although both teams are going to have some young guys away at the generation adidas tournament this weekend so um good time it was a good game it was a very entertaining game back and forth and i would expect the same this sunday as red bulls 2 comes in absinthe says that they needed you on the call absinthe jason was on the call he's doing radio yep. for uh, the twos right now on uh, soccer down here so keep an eye out for that for the next home match yeah uh, you can sync that traveling. up, too. It's easy. Are you we're, doing the road matches yet, or, or do you know yet? We're not traveling. Um, going to give it a go on the remote side, at least for the, the first road game, and see. it. It's really a little bit of variance depending on where they are and, and what the feed looks like, because some of them are better <laughs> than others. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do a lot of the road games, but it might be a little more guessing on the opponent because the camera <laughs> might be uh two counties static. away. Static. No, that part's right. actually not happening, but it just might be two counties away from the actual field. <laughs> so I've seen a few of those around the league. Well, uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, as far as Saturday night is concerned, we're back on 92, nine, the game, Jason and I seven o'clock for the pre-match show. Seven 30 will be the kickoff. We'll do the full-time report afterwards. And uh, Jason will have Atlanta soccer tonight, Monday at 11 p.m. to or is there Hawks? No, 11 p.m. Uh, yep. on Monday night, and then a week from today, uh, Wednesday.
2 o'clock. We're back here on Twitch and the 92.9 The Game Facebook page for another edition of Stoppage Time as we continue to cover the uh, opening months of the MLS season, which to this point have been very good for Atlanta United. They will try to get back on a winning note this Saturday, and we hope we will uh, be able to bring that to you. And for all of you asking on the Twitch pitch, 7.39 will be the actual kickoff time on Saturday. So hopefully that'll help you. And uh, Jason and I will hope to see you at the stadium or on the radio for uh, Atlanta United and New York Red Bulls. Have a great day. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.